The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast reflect those of the speaker and do not reflect positions of any agency or business. It's all blown out of proportion, try hard, mindless blabbery. These purposely exaggerated opinions are posted for entertainment purposes only. Get it? Got it? Good. And now, from the fortified bunker in his single-family dwelling in the city of Bridges, YXE, for the There I Just Said That podcast, here's Greca. Hello, friends. There I Just Said That, the podcast. It's Gregor. I saw someone mention, because I'm a Star Wars nerd, this summer will mark the 25th anniversary of The Phantom Menace coming out. Now, I know people like to rip on those prequels, but that's just because of the interweave, right? Like, back then, when we didn't know any better, we all loved it. Like, I remember the mayhem around that movie. Tickets were going on sale at, like, I want to say noon one day. And I was in college at the time, and one of my friends drove by, I don't know, maybe he heard on the morning... TV news. Was there morning shows back then? I don't even know. It was like a different time. Anyways, he phones and tells me like there's a huge line. It's already forming. So I, I think I skipped class, as I recall. I raced down to the Cineplex um, and we get in line and then literally standing in line for hours like this was early in the morning, like with no phone. Remember, OK, nothing to do. And they had shows, they were starting at midnight, and then they had them every hour on the hour, as I recall. So we got tickets by the time we got to the front of the line uh, for the 3 a.m. show. And I can't even imagine now a movie that would ever deliver that level of insanity or hype. Like, people don't even do that for Tay-Tay Swift, okay? But I remember it fondly. It was an experience. We all went that night at, like, 3 in the morning, and as, like, the first midnight show was letting out we were just going in and we're all like look at their faces look at their eyes and and like let's try to see what they have seen uh it was just nuts and you know what like being 20 at that time it was just primo age so um i don't know you had to be there i'm just so happy that i was and you know what else turns 25 this summer too my career oh <laughs> that's another pang to the heart I, shortly after seeing that Star Wars movie, uh, graduated from Mount Royal College, got my first job um, in radio and TV. It was at uh, Shaw, at Shaw TV in Calgary. 25 years. Ugh. Now, you know what's crappy is I've reached out to uh, Mount Royal a few times, actually, especially lately. I don't know. As you know, I move on in my career. I feel this like weird urge to, to help the younger generation and new people coming along. So I've reached out to them a couple times about doing like a public speaking seminar or, I don't know, some kind of Q&A at the very least for the students. And it's just been met with crickets, uh, which is too bad. Like I'm an alumni. I'm one of the few working left in the industry still. So I don't like look at this. So the program, it's two years, right? You do a year of radio and then we did a year of TV and then they you kind of went off. And we started, I remember it was 48 students that were picked and I can't even remember how many graduated. I'm going to say 40, maybe low 40s. And I think, I don't know. I mean, I've lost track of some of the people, but I would say five or six of us are actually still working in the industry now, which like I'm proud of. It's not easy. And I remember being a young, naive 19-year-old going right into college out of high school. And I kind of assumed everyone would be like me, like around the same age, same situation, you know, like excited to start this new career. But there were so many people that were like parents already. They were going back to school. There were older people looking to make a, a career switch. And there was actually not that many young 
19-year-olds in the class. So that always blew me away. Uh, but like one of my best friends at the time in the school I got to know was this guy Gord. And he was DJing at a bar called The Crazy Horse downtown. And we'd, on overnight shifts, <laughs> we would cross-fade songs using records, because we still had to learn on records back then, um, for like a good 30, 45 seconds. Gord always told me, he's like, don't be too scared to, like, because of course he was DJing, right? Like, cross-fade is basically like you're fading out the one song and bringing up the other, the level of the other one. And so he was always like doing these long, long cross-fades. I mean, it's it's a college radio, right? We were just farting around. But um, anyways, it's too bad that they don't like me no more, right? So the hockey world's in a kerfluffle over the Ottawa Senators' Leafs game Saturday night. Did you see this? If you missed it, so the Sens are up 4-3. Leafs pull their goalie. Uh, Ridley Gregg, I think is his name, bears down on the empty net and from about five feet out, blasts a clapper. Um, Morgan Riley takes exception, jumps him. Here's my rant. Let's go. <clears throat> yeah, first of all, I'm not even going to argue about what happened. I'm honestly surprised I hear as many people okay with what Greg did. Like, actually, you know what? I am okay with it too, but he had to know he was going to get jumped for it. Like, it's just a loser move. It's the equivalent of being about to lose a video game, so you just yank the power cord and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't lose. Like, no, you didn't lose, but what you did was low. That That's like what a clapper from five feet out is. It's just overkill. The net is a sacred thing. When the whistle blows and a guy shoots the puck in the net anyways, what happens? He gets punched in the face. You just don't mess with another man's net. And I think what my biggest beef, though, is guys trying to compare this to other events. Like, this has not happened before. Someone on Twitter compared it to the to the Dale Hunter, Pierre Turgeon hit. Like, were you even there? That was in the middle of a game. He scored on a goalie. That was like a savage move attacking a guy for scoring when he didn't expect it. This was an empty netter. And if Greg didn't know he was about to get beat up, he's terrible at reading the room. And I would never ask him to MC an event with me, that's for sure. <laughs> like, just stick it in the net. You score, you win. That's crappy enough for the other team. You don't have to rub it in their face. There, I just said that. Okay, time to go now. That's the end of the episode. <laughs>